Feelings. Hello and welcome back to Feelings State of Mind. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, night, afternoon, whatever, wherever you are. I hope it's I hope you're doing great. Today we have a super special guest. She's my first friend in San Francisco, one of my soul mates, definitely a soul sister for sure. Um, just the most wonderful human ever. It's the sweetest gem who is just so generous and loving and kind, so great at art. Just oh. <laughs> every single great thing that you can imagine she is. And so I'm super excited for all of y'all to meet her. Say hi. Oh my gosh, what a warm <laughs> welcome. I feel like that is just the sweetest thing. And I will say too that Margs was actually my first friend in San Francisco and I feel like I got so lucky and you were also just so warm and kind and caring and it's just the best adult friendship ever. Yeah, I love it. I'm like so not surprised that we're friends because like (laughs) that's like not what I'm saying but like from our first encounter I was surprised that you like asked me into a thing or whatever just it was a group it was a concert and it was a group thing but I was like oh my gosh yeah should we tell them about our first encounter yeah but it was interesting, too, because I feel like, and if anyone that's, like, listening to this that knows me probably wouldn't agree, but I feel like I'm a very shy person. And so we met at a yoga intensive. I was just kind of sitting there on my phone, not really, like, did not have the intention to really, like, say anything to anyone. <laughs> um, and Margs, like, you asked me a question. I did, okay. Yeah, I think you were like, oh, like, what are you, you know, Yeah. just general. And then yeah. we just started talking, and then I felt like we had, like, buddied up. Yes, we did. And honestly... Okay, so we would have to practice teach, and it was kind of, it was kind of intimidating because... Oh my gosh, yes. It, but you would go first. You were like, I'll go first, and honestly, thank God you did because I learned from you. <laughs> really? Yeah, because one, you were just confident, and you did well, and then we would get live feedback, so they'd interrupt us like while we were teaching, and they'd be like, okay, try it like this, or whatever, and you would just take it so well, and then you'd take the feedback really well, and just learned quickly too. And so I, I learned from you. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I yeah. was so nervous. So it's like interesting, but I feel like I've always been the kind of person that wants to go last. Yeah. So that I like don't have to go first. Yeah. And just like in my adulthood, I feel like I'm just like let's just rip the bandaid off because you're gonna have to go eventually. Yeah. And you might as well just get out of the way. You're like fuck it. No, yeah. I loved that energy because I'm so much <laughs> like yeah I'm not going first. Well, it's like we're the perfect synergy. Yes, exactly. Love it. Okay, well let's do our weekly segment. Okay, name three things that you're grateful for to be perfect. Hmm. We can take turns. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, you. I am really grateful for the beautiful morning that we had today and Aww. getting to experience it together and bringing you kind of into like my family and home and a different side I feel like you have an experience and I just like felt yeah. so warm this morning. Aww. So I'm grateful for that. Yes. Okay. Backstory. I don't have a name for our listeners yet. I'm looking for one. But anyways, backstory. We are in Sacramento for the today and tomorrow. A 
little cute getaway because Holly's aunt has a yoga studio here. And so we took a class this morning. We had an early morning and we are going to a workshop tonight. It's called Psychedelic Breath. We're going to trip out on some oxygen. Super excited. <laughs> and then take a class tomorrow and just see how it goes. Bye out. Yeah. So we're in our hotel room right now that... Um, her aunt. Should I call her your aunt? Yeah, she's my aunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, got for us. So sweet. And yeah, we're recording. Anyway, so I loved our morning as well. The sunrise was so pretty. Or it was. Coming out from the bridge. Yes, yeah. we left San Francisco this morning around 7 and kind of got to see the light hitting all the buildings and the water. And the water. Ugh, so worth it. And I think not I am a sunrise girl at heart. Yeah. Even though I don't make many of them, when I do, I'm like, oh, this is... Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not as... Well, you mean sunrise as in sunrise over sunset? Yeah. I've, yeah. I feel like they're more special because you don't always see them That's compared true. to sunsets, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay, so my thing that I'm grateful for is honestly to just be here and spend a little weekend getaway with you and just have a nice relaxing vacation. Yes. Super relaxed. Uber. Yes. Uber. Relaxed. This is so our vibe. We are grandmas. Yeah. <laughs> we bond over staying in on a Friday. Yeah, we're like, what night. are you doing? Nothing? Yeah. That sounds sick. I'm like, love that for us. Okay. Second. Okay, my next thing. Um, I feel like this is going to be so cheesy, but it's, it's like okay. the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I'm super grateful for my partner, my boyfriend. Mr. Malloy. Love you, Love Ian. Him. Shout out, Ian. <laughs> anyway, he always makes me feel so safe and grounded and just, like, really loved. So that always comes up when I'm feeling gratitude is I just feel like he makes me... I know that's, like, so cheesy, but he does make me feel no. like the luckiest girl in the world. That's not cheesy. Listen, this <laughs> is how your partner should make you feel. <laughs> if they don't, why with them? <laughs> True. <laughs> I feel like a partner should make you feel loved and the luckiest person in the world because we all deserve that. That is true. Beautiful. Okay, second thing I'm grateful for, the sun. Ooh. I'm always grateful for the sun, but yeah. And I, we're sitting, we have a cute little day bed situation next to a window in our oh, hotel so. room. And so we're sitting on the day bed and the sun's shining directly on my face. And I personally love it. I know some people the sun is love out. it. Yeah. It's, photo, it's photosynthesizing. Yes. Photosynthesizing me. <laughs> love it. <laughs> okay, last thing. Um, I'm grateful for coffee. I love coffee. Love a good cup of coffee. Did it hit you? In the second it did. Cup? I'm feeling it. I had some coffee. I had some water. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yes, she's ready. Perfect. I'm grateful for yoga and our class this morning. It was so good. The music was so good and the space was beautiful. I'm such a hoe for the aesthetic. <laughs> so I just felt so grateful to be there. And there was a sauna and a cold plunge. Mm -hmm. uh, just like so much and great company. It was perfect. So, it was like really a perfect grateful. morning, honestly. Yeah, it really was. And we got, I got a nap. You got yes. your coffee. Mark's had a safety nap, yes. which we learned that term today. Yeah. <laughs> so firefighters, since they work long days and hours, like periods of days, sometimes they'll get a, what they call it, a safety nap. So some time to rest. So that you're not like 
fucking things up on the job. (laughs) But I'm like, really, it's like safety for others, but safety for me as well. Yeah, (laughs) for everyone involved. Everyone, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Um, How are you feeling right this instant? (laughs) You know, I'll be honest, that feels like a loaded question. Um, I would give myself a solid six and a half. Okay. This is different than the self-love rating. Like, oh. what's a feeling that you're feeling? What am I feeling? Oof. <laughs> like, that's, like, tough. Um, hopeful? Okay. Tell I know that nice. kind of felt like... I don't know. I would say hopeful. Okay. Um, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Love. We love that. There's yeah. hope in the world. I think there is. I think even on, like, a, the darkest day, like, there's there's hope to be had. For sure. And such a good mindset. I am feeling grateful. Aww. Yeah. Just for everything and where I'm at right now and that I got my safety map. <laughs> just feeling feeling good. Well, you are radiating, so I feel That's like true. you are, like, shining, shining from the inside out. Aww. A little ball of sunshine. Thanks. Okay, last, well... Normally, this would be the last question, but I want to do a little affirmation deck. So, what's something that you're into right now? Um, I, like, generally? Yeah. I I would say, like, right now, I feel like something that keeps coming up that I'm, like, really into is the whole, like, lucky girl syndrome. And, like, abundance. I'm so lucky. I'm so abundant. I feel like that is... I'm into that right now. It's a good mindset. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, lucky girl syndrome is... A, I would say it's a trend on TikTok, yeah, especially definitely. started on TikTok, and it's a mindset on being the luckiest girl, boy, you know, human in the world, and it's just it's because what what you focus on grows, and so all the little things that happen, like even during this trip, we're like, wow, great so parking lucky. spot, we're the luckiest yes. girls in the world. And you yeah. tracked it, right? So yes. it's like what you put out is what you get back. Totally. The totally. guy at the record store gave me two free <gasps> records. I totally forgot about that. Yes. I'm so lucky. Fucking luckiest <laughs> girl in the world right here. Huh, what is something I'm into? I'm into the Good and Gather coffee. <laughs> It's I've never had that. Good and Gather is a Target brand. Oh. Honestly, really good. Beautiful packaging and just quality stuff. They have more than just coffee. Good and Gather. Yeah. Next time we go to Target. Next time we go to Target. Is this where you say this is not an ad? Yeah, this is not an ad, but <laughs> if you want to sponsor me, I'm going to do that. We can talk. Um, no, but I re- I'm really into, because I have my Nespresso, but I'm kind of sick of it. I don't know. Oh, I'm just too. taking a break right now. Yeah. So I'm drinking some regular coffee right now. I have a French press. I was literally just going to say, do you have a French press? So good. Yeah. Okay, I should get one, because I'm yeah. like all sober than Nespresso pods. Yeah. I'm just taking a break. I just, I'm a break girly. But yeah, I really like the Good and Gather coffee, and it's already ground, which sometimes is not as good when it's already ground or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a coffee connoisseur. (laughs) But yeah, that's like something I'm super into right now, just to change up the routine a little bit. What color is the packaging? Mine is white, Mm -hmm. but it has cartoonish leaves and stuff. The f- specific flavor I'm drinking right now is toasted 
almond caramel or something like oh. that. It's really good. But originally, I came for the strawberry and cream. I know it sounds like an interesting coffee flavor, but my cousin Celine was drinking it. And I guess it's a special flavor. You were telling me about yes. this. Yes. Yeah. I was like, someone recently was talking yeah. about strawberry <laughs> coffee, but it was you. <laughs> it's like very subtle, but it's, it was a special flavor for um. that or February. Huh. Month. Uh, so pretty sad when I went to Target out of my way to get it, but it's okay because the other flavors are good too. So that's something I'm into right now. All right. So I've talked about this in our first episode. It was part of something I'm into in my morning routine, the um, Super Tractor deck. And so I just thought it would be a fun little thing to do because you and me love our decks and affirmations and stuff like that here so you can shuffle it however you like and then pull a card and it's something that you need to hear right now (laughs) what could it be (laughs) should i read it out loud i love this card it's good to feel good that is so true it is good to feel good it is good to feel good how does that card resonate with you does it I think it does. I think because I feel like my body is so used to being stressed, it sometimes forgets, like, how good it feels to be good and just, like, really being into, like, down in my body. And so I do resonate. It does feel good to be good. It's a nice reminder that, like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I first got that card, it was, like, whoa, because I feel like so much of my body personally doesn't feel good right away Mm -hmm. and like it's not the default state and so it kind of reminded me to focus on how to make myself feel good because it's good to feel so good good. and I feel like I forget but when you feel it you're like you know what or even too I think it's like in a situation like maybe where I feel negative or whatever not staying in that and kind of coming over to this other side and just reminding yourself that like it does feel better to feel good. Like, uh-huh. you don't need to stay here. Just yeah. <laughs> and, like, we have a choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we do. Yeah. I, I love it. powerful. This is honestly... Okay, right now, it's my kind of my TikTok tagline or whatever in my bio, and it's kind of the motto for this podcast as well. Oh. Because feeling state of mind, it's like we have all these feelings, you know, there's the whole spectrum, but at the end of the day, we do have a choice, and it's good to feel good. I love that. And we all want to feel good. Oh, I'm so happy I pulled wow, that. me too. I got really <laughs> excited when I saw which card that you pulled. I was like, yeah, I love that one. Okay. What do I need to hear right now? Yes. Wanting more for others puts me into an energy of abundance. Oh my gosh, and the card is pink and has stars, and the moon almost looks like a disco ball. I love that. Love this for me. This is a good reminder for me because I feel like what I struggled with growing up too was all these people around me had more than me. At least it seemed like it. And I would get jealous and envious, but I, I, it's good to be happy for other people and like want more for others and stuff because that ends up kind of putting myself in a state of abundance too, rather than a low vibe state of envy, you know, like just because other people have great things or whatever, like have what I want doesn't mean that I can't also have those things. Yeah. It doesn't make you any less. Yeah. Yeah. What? I'm just <laughs> laughing. I was just going to say, for the rest of today, I am going to want more for others. Yeah. 
is the card for both of us. <laughs> and your favorite card, and we also relate yes! to that. So perfect. So the, the two cards are for both of us. <laughs> okay. So today, honestly, this episode was inspired by Sloane. She thought it would be such a good episode, so shout out to you. Thank you. But yeah, I just think this is a cool episode, especially because in so much of our culture, it's so normalized to drink and go out. And like, that's like the normal thing to do, especially in college. And even for a lot of people in high school, not for me, but a lot of people in high school, it's just like the thing to do. And if you're not going out, it's like, what, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you are sober now. Yes. When did you, okay. First, I would want you to share your story on kind of getting to there, and then I have other questions that we can, like, dig a little deeper in. So, like, just generally, like, my choice, or... Yeah, just, like, you know, where you were at before you were sober, Okay. and then what brought you to being sober, how it is for you, anything you want to share. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so... I have been sober since December 15th, 2020, so a little bit over two years now. I was, and this is going to sound silly to say, but I would say that people thought that I was, like, the life of the party. I could always, like, hold my own weight with the boys, like, always, I don't know, also, like, bull and china shop kind of vibes. Like, I was just, like, a chaotic, fun, loud mess, but, like, people really enjoyed it. Um, And so I felt like I had made a lot of friendships backed on getting fucked up Um, and in college it was like very big in our community to kind of drink and do other stuff and um, it it honestly felt super ingrained and super normal actually until I had a conversation with someone I met who through yoga and like we would talk about it and she was like just because it's normalized in your friend group like doesn't mean it's normal Mm. and I was like whoa like other people didn't have this experience like it's just something I thought was normal yeah and so yeah actually it's kind of it's kind of silly I'll share this but um one of my friends in college like they would just refer to me as like Holly on Molly like that was like that was the vibe I put out if you can kind of like picture that um and so I had kind of just continued that through college like you liked that I loved it yeah I was like I you know I'm so fun like I'm the party girl like I also think I use it as an excuse to kind of like say and do crazy shit Mm -hmm. and I would just like blame it on that like I could be loud and obnoxious and like rude or mean like honestly you know and just like use as an excuse and be like oh well you know that's not me or Mm -hmm. like that wasn't me that was you know I was just incoherent um and so I think I used it as a wall and a barrier to not allow people to get to know the real me and after I graduated it was still kind of the same vibe um, and then it was in like, I don't know, fall of 2020. So probably like September ish. Um, I had just kind of gone through some like mental health stuff and like my friends and family kind of were just like, yo, like you need to get it in check. Um, one of my best friends at the time too, Ritu, she was like, 
holding the mirror basically for me, like, you know, Mm. metaphorically, and was like, if you keep acting like this, like, I can't be friends with you. And so everyone around me wanted me to get sober. And so I think in September, I stopped everything, kind of just like cold turkey. I think I was sober for like maybe 75 days. Um, And then I was like, you know what? I can drink in moderation. (laughs) I can just have one white claw. I can have one glass of wine. Like, I can do it. And then I went down a very deep spiral again. And what I've learned is that I just can't have one drink. Like, to me, it just doesn't make any sense in my brain. If I'm going to have one, I'm going to have ten. Yeah. And if I'm drinking, I want to do other stuff. Mm, (laughs) So. Yeah. um, And then I had. It was almost hard to control after you had one drink. Yeah. It was just, like, one, it's, like, roof off the top. Like, let's party. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then in October... So that was probably like, you know, September, October, whatever. Um, I had had a close friend pass away um, and that like affected me pretty badly. And I did continue to kind of like use and stuff. And then I just like had a really aggressive night and my last night of partying. And I think I had had a conversation with a friend who called me Holly on Molly. And he was like, you're so fun. Like we love hanging out with you. And it was almost like this like thing went off in my brain and I was like I don't want to be that person mm-hmm. I don't want to be known for that and I the next day I just stopped and that was oh. it and then I just went like cold turkey and it's been two two over two years but it was and what I think it was is I wanted to do it for myself that's what I hear so much of people being sober like what their story is is that when it's for someone else, it only lasts for so long. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. It has to be for yourself. And it was interesting because that nickname you loved yeah. at one point. Yeah. And so what changed for you? Like, why? I don't know. And, like, I don't know if it had, like, to do with my friend's passing. And I was like, if I continue on this journey like am I gonna end up like my friend Mm. like it just was like a lot of emotions kind of like compiling and I think I just like woke up and I was like I don't want to feel shitty I don't like you know I'm just like ready to face it yeah I don't know what went off in my brain honestly um but I guess I just wanted to like prove to myself that like I can be fun yeah and I can do hard things and you can still be fun and be sober. I'm so fun. Yeah, <laughs> you are fun. This is why we're friends. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Like, now I'm like, I, yeah, I don't need any of that stuff. And I, like, go out and... Yeah, Holly goes out all the time. You go to concerts all the time. You hang with people. What I love about hanging out with you, especially going to concerts with you, is that because you're sober and I... I'm not sober, but I don't drink a lot or... Yeah. yeah it's just... It's nice to be able to still enjoy something and not feel like I have to be hungover the next day or whatever, you know, or rely on something mm-hmm. in order to have a good time. Yeah. I will say, though, I do feel like I got really lucky. Like, I don't have social anxiety. Like, I don't feel like I need stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to. I don't know, mask emotions. Maybe I'm just at a point in my life where, like, I don't care. Like, I was, like, yeah. doing that so much at one point. Yeah. Um, Masking your emotions. Yeah. 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 With drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so And fair. alcohol and, like, 
it was interesting to kind of see all that shed off because I used to think I was like really mean and cold and didn't care about anyone or anything in general in general and obviously you know me I'm like yeah not like that I would anymore never. like yeah. it's weird you know but it's like mm. so you would almost you felt like you were that at your core at the time and so that's why you would use drugs to almost be yeah like the fun yes. nice holly on holly yeah Whoa. Yeah, it's super interesting. Interesting. Um, it's like fake vulnerability almost. Yeah. Really? I think, well, because even, you know, sometimes when people are nervous, they'll take a shot or whatever, mm-hmm. kind of just like loosen themselves up. And not that that's wrong, but I think to a certain extent, for example, like right. in your situation when you're using it so much and getting out of hand and then ultimately affecting other people where they have yeah to tell you the hard cold hard truth (laughs) yeah like hey you need to get help that's not easy either Mm -hmm. you know like as a friend that would be so difficult for me to say that's a tough conversation super tough yeah and you just don't know how someone's gonna take it so wow how was quitting cold turkey for you Yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't really thought much about it, like... Because I know that could be really hard for some people, and I know that people have withdrawal and stuff. Yeah, well, let's see. So it was, was like, December 15th, so, like, mid-December. I was living at my grandparents' house at the time, like, transitioning in between houses. Didn't really, like, love the job I had, so it was probably just, like, super low frequency, honestly. Mm -hmm. But then I met Ian... A month later. Her boyfriend. Uh, my boyfriend. Shout out again. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really recall, like, what it was like. Okay. It wasn't um, terrible for you. I don't think it was terrible. I, th- Like, yeah. And I went, my first event sober was New Year's. So, 2020 into 2021. Yeah. Big event. Big event. Who? At Gio's house. Big party. Tons of people. Her tons friend. of partying. Yeah, her friend, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just weird. I just, like, didn't get the urge to do anything. You felt fine. Yeah, and my friend's super supportive. No one, like, offered me anything. They were like, stay away from it. And I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. Um... What's really interesting, and, like, I'm sure we may go into it, is I just, like, have really only had the urge, like, two or three times to, like, okay. drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And how... Okay, well, first of all, um, really quick, like, what were you... I don't know if addicted is the right word, but what were you consistently taking? And I, like... It's hard because I'm like, I was I addicted? Like, I don't know. Because, yeah. like, I could function during the week without it. Okay. Um, it was mostly, like, a weekend thing. So I guess it's mo- it was more of, like, binging. Mm. Like, binging through the weekend and then, like, Monday through Friday, like, nothing really. Yeah. But it was, like, mainly, like, alcohol, Coke, Molly. Got it. Um, I actually, like, never really liked weed. Um, sometimes I'm like, I wish I liked weed because it would probably, like, <laughs> chill me out. But I'm like, nah. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. It, like, doesn't chill some people out. No, it makes me super paranoid. Yeah. So I'm like, and then I've heard, like, well, if it makes you paranoid, maybe your, like, energy is off. So maybe it's, I, don't I don't know about that. <laughs> but, okay. Okay, interesting. I feel like maybe it's, if somebody did it or a certain substance every day, that's where yeah. kind of the withdrawal was. Okay, but if you were going out every weekend pretty much and doing those things, 
did you still go out and do those things on the weekends or did it kind of free up space for you to do other things? And if so, what did you fill that space with? I mean, I guess nothing has really changed because I still kind of like, you know, go out, hang out with my friends. I just... But during your... My transition. Yeah. Like, did you still go out? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, no, I still went out. I still went to the house parties. I still, yeah. like, you know, try to stay up, you know, till 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, Drink a Red just, Bull or something. Well, so that's, like, interesting. So once I kind of gave up everything else, I did become, like, highly addicted to caffeine. I was mm. probably drinking, like, 300 milligrams of caffeine a day. Yeah. But then I realized that, like, drinking, you know, if we would go out to, like, the club or whatever and I was drinking, like, two Red Bulls, like, I felt the same. And I felt angsty and angry and almost, like, how, like, drinking and, like, Um, doing, like, other stuff would make me feel. So I was like, well, I stopped because, honestly, to me, sobriety is not changing my state of mind. Or, like, my frame of mind. Um, And so jacking myself on caffeine and then just, like, feeling that headspace, I was like, this isn't, like, this isn't feel good for me. Yeah. So then I had to, like, cut down on my caffeine intake. So now, typically, I usually will only drink, like, a cup of coffee in the morning and maybe one in the afternoon. I'm just trying to be mindful about that because I think it is really easy once you stop one addiction to get into another. Even sugar Mm -hmm. was, like, a huge thing. Like, I really didn't used to have a sweet tooth. Yeah. And now I, like, love sugar. Mm. So it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Definitely healthier, though, yes. in many <laughs> ways. But, yeah, that is. Because when when you do get rid of something or whatever, it does kind of create that space. Mm-hmm. And you add other things to it. But, yeah. Okay, so what you mentioned in your story, your friends and family, your loved ones reaching out to you and telling you that you needed to get sober how was like what were your actions how did that affect them during that time um I think I was just like careless and reckless and honestly probably pretty selfish too Mm. and so I think for my friends it was probably like like my close like friends probably hard to watch because I was like not being maybe kind to others and acting selfishly Mm. and then to my family it was probably more like alarming um and so concerning Yeah. yeah and they probably wanted like more like psychological safety where my friends I was just kind of being like an asshole yeah and they were like Um, I don't want to be friends with somebody like yeah Yeah. which is like totally fair right yeah um, so I think it was like two different things and I kind of at one point was like, well, fuck it. I'll just like try it just so they kind of like get off my back a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then how, I feel like this might be an obvious answer, but how did you becoming sober, how did that affect then the same people? Like, did you see a change? Did they see I think with my friends, they definitely saw a change. Obviously, I'm, like, way more mellow. Like, I think I'm more considerate of other people's feelings, more empathetic, and I guess just, like, nicer to be around. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My family probably worries less, (laughs) which is good, I guess. How did being sober change for you? 
Oh, this is my favorite question because people all the time are like, oh my God, you must feel so great. Like you're sober. Like you must just like have so much energy. You must feel amazing. (laughs) And I'm like, look, becoming sober isn't just like the best thing ever, right? Like I'm still a human. I still have problems. The one thing that it's changed for me is the ability to feel my feelings and not react. Like I used to be very explosive and I would just pop off and rage and just like do whatever I wanted. Mm And in my sobriety, I'm I'm able to kind of like sit with those feelings, communicate, talk about it, and not just let my lid pop off. Yeah. So I think that is like the biggest change. I'm still hella tired. (laughs) I'm still like... (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I still have bad days. Like, it's not a magic fix. It just makes things easier. It gave you a path to have better coping strategies, it sounds like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And didn't have an excuse to blame, mm-hmm. put the blame on, oh, I was on, yeah. I was blacked out. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Love. Do you miss anything about? Um, you know what's funny is I really don't. The only time I've, like, missed it or have, like, had that, like, craving mm-hmm. is if I have been out of my body for a long time stressed so if I've had like three really stressful weeks at work or you know whatever I'm going through and I just haven't felt connected in my body as soon as I arrive back in my body I just want to turn it off and I'm like oh my god I wish I could just get hammered and take a Xanax Mm -hmm. right now and just like shut it off like I do not want to feel and that's it and I'm like that's like that's happened maybe like two or three times but like I don't really miss like the social aspect which I think is really interesting to think about like I guess it wasn't always the social thing for me it was just the numbing Mm, yeah the masking Mm -hmm. okay so you mentioned the two or three times where you have kind of like wanted to Mm -hmm. go back tell us a little bit more about those experiences and like what helped you stay strong in those instances and still stay sober yeah so the first time um was like last year actually and like I'm pretty chill like being around alcohol like I don't have a problem with it like obviously my friends all still drink like you know we'll have parties at my house and people bring alcohol um I had just like had not a good week I had an experience and it really just set me off and I went home and I was like sitting and it was after a pregame at my house like people left alcohol but typically it's not an issue yeah and I'm like sitting there with this like bottle of vodka in front of me and I'm just like was that your drink of choice yeah, I guess. Like, I would have really drank any of okay. that. It was just, like, what was yeah. in front of me. Yeah, got it. Um, and I'm just sitting there, like, oh, I feel so low. I just, like, don't feel good in my body. I just, like, don't want to handle these feelings of, like, jealousy and envy and, like, whatever it was I was feeling in that moment. I was, like, no one would know if I got hammered right now. No one would know. Yeah. How would they know? No one's here. I'm home alone. Like, whatever. And I texted Ian, and he was at work. Um, and I was like, hey, like, I'm really struggling. Can I just, like, walk over to your house? And he was like, absolutely. Let yourself in. Order food. Go to bed. Like, do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just walked over, and that was it. And I removed myself from the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it is just, like, not that it's a game at this point, but I've been sober now for two and a half years. I feel yeah. like I would just lose a streak for a while. Because I was, like, feeling, like, bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
I, yeah, I guess just, like, removing myself from the situation. Yeah. What would you say your favorite coping strategies are? Like, it could be with being sober just in general. Like, no, I don't know. Um, or your go-tos. Like, <laughs> reaching out to friends. Yeah, probably, like, reaching out to friends. Just, like, talking about what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't really, like, honestly, like, I don't really journal anymore. Like, meditate I should probably do that more often yeah so I guess just talking about it yeah I feel like so much of the low points that a lot of us experience at least for me I know is that I feel lonely and I isolate myself and that's kind of when times get tougher and so reaching out to people is so helpful Mm -hmm. I remember I've never told anybody about this, but at one point I was feeling so low and I, like, none of my friends reached out or, like, answered, you know, not everyone's always available all the time. And I ended up calling the, what was it, like, the suicidal hotline or whatever, and they were so sweet, you know, and just, sometimes we really just need to let it out in some way, and so that's just a resource, too, as well. Definitely. No, I think it is really helpful, and I think, like, even from experience, too, like, I haven't always been able to communicate. Like, mm-hmm. I typically, if I'm having a hard time expressing something, I literally go mute. Mm-hmm. I still do it with Ian. Like, if something tough comes up, and I just sit there in silence, and he's like, say something, and yeah. I, like, I literally cannot. And so it takes practice, but, like, knowing that, like, if you create your safe bubble of people who will listen and not judge you, like, everyone's going through something, right? Yeah. So it's, like, it's okay to speak about, like, what you're experiencing and what you're going through and, like... We're all just humans. For sure. And sharing things with people. What you said was, I forget exactly what you said, but it reminded me of, like, your people. Like, don't just, like, share things with anybody. Yeah. You know? It's, like, no. You have, like, a safe container of people yes. that can, like, that you know are non-judgmental, that you know will support you no matter what. And, like, yeah. that is so important. A hundred percent. And helpful. Because it could go so wrong. Like, just sharing things with the wrong people. They could start spreading room, Whatever. Yeah. You know? And so, I think that's huge. Just, like finding your people and if you don't have anyone yet you can come to us come to us dm me definitely (laughs) and you also have you know the hotline stuff like that you know we have resources i'm gonna put that in the show notes because that's such a good one i actually used to volunteer for crisis text online which is like the suicide hotline you can like text them which is cool that's a good one too when you don't really want to like speak to someone yeah and it is all real people behind the phones yeah holly Um, was one of them in college (laughs) ironically enough (laughs) wait that's sweet have you heard about the sober curious trend yes how do you feel about it i mean i think we're at a time in our lives where like a really big transition is happening yeah wait hold on i just need to explain the sober curious trend so it's not necessarily like being sober but it's being curious about it and exploring it and so it could be different for everybody but it could be like okay normally I go out Fridays and Saturday nights like let me just try going out one night a week or Mm -hmm. I go out every weekend let me just try not going out or yeah going out and and not 
drinking or whatever. And I think even, like, sober from, like, one method or other. Like, if you smoke weed but you're not drinking. Yeah. Um, or if you're drinking but now you're not smoking weed. Like, I think it really does look different for everyone. For sure. It's being yeah. curious. Anyway, and exploring. Yeah, okay. Now, share your thoughts. Oh, oh um, yeah, I just think, I think it's a big transition that's happening. I think more people are starting to realize that, like, alcohol is really bad for you like think about all like Hailey Bieber has her new like non-alcoholic line like there's so many non-alcoholic wines and champagnes and beers like fun mocktails like I think people are erring on the side of like not drinking yeah you know I feel like people are kind of exploring the sense of hold up wait like why are we drinking all the time yeah, or why, why yeah. is it just a habit to go to dinner and order drinks which is like something that came up for me so much when I was got sober was seeing everybody's Instagram posts oh we're at dinner here's our glass of wine or oh we're going to brunch to drink or oh let's meet up after work for a drink and it's like it is so wild once you remove yourself to kind of see what's going on yeah it is wild. It is so wild. It's wild because I have realized that especially ever since moving to San Francisco when drinking just wasn't, I don't know if intriguing is the right word, just like, I don't know, I didn't really feel a desire for yeah. it, especially going to bars. I don't know. I just don't really like bars, but like, like a lot of my friends go there, which is no judgment or shame, but I just stopped hanging out with them so much because that's like what they do. And... It's just so common. I don't know. It's, it's just super like, common. It's, it's like it's a, ingrained in our society. Yes, yes. And so it's just interesting. It's just yeah. interesting. Anyways, I love my friends. I'm absolutely same. With me them. too. Yeah. No judgment too, which I yeah. think is like really big too. It's like I don't judge them. They don't judge me. For like sure. we still, you know. It's yeah. Like, yes. It's very much just a conversation. And if this is something that resonates with you or is something that you kind of want to explore like we're just talking about it a little bit more you know kind of we're talking about we're in a transition phase Mm -hmm. in society which is cool it's just giving us other options of a you know you don't have to do this or you can explore like what your intention is yeah I like that like what's the intention right like why Mm -hmm. I think like taking a look deeper and like why am I drinking why am I mm-hmm. using drugs like is it just because I want to have fun yeah because some people are like that right they totally. can have a glass of wine and they're like that I'm just having a glass of wine to have a yeah. glass of wine but I think kind of starting to like rip down the layers and s- what is your why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it, it comes totally to. because like for you when you unpacked it and your why was okay I'm actually using it to mask yeah myself then it's like oh okay well maybe that's not so so good (laughs) yeah exactly so okay final question before I open up the floor if there's anything else you want to talk about what does being sober mean to you um I think sober to me and I kind of mentioned it earlier is just being in a what's the word like state of mind almost and it's just feeling like the here and now like the real yeah so that's about it yeah I guess it's like almost like keeping you grounded yeah it is my way to stay grounded yeah and be in your own body and not necessarily need to escape 
Yeah. Or put on a mask. I don't know. Maybe I'm just putting words in your mouth. (laughs) No, I think so. I think really just what it is is, like, being comfortable and being myself is, like, sobriety for me. That's beautiful. Um, And just, like, really, like, dealing with whatever is in my head because... You know, our minds in a healthy are, way. In a healthy way, yeah, exactly. Because um, our minds um, can be a trucker. trucker. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Amina, uh, Holly's aunt, is what she led us in a breath work, and that's what she prefaced us with before we did our cold plunge because they can be intense, and our mind can be a mother trucker and tell us things, lies that aren't true, and we can do hard things. We can. For sure, if I can do hard things. Yeah. I love that. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> like, no worries. Just wanted to open up the floor just in case that you're dead. I guess maybe, like, if you are struggling and you are having a hard time with being sober, like, I guess no feeling is forever. And, you know, honing back in on you can do hard things, and it really is so worth it in the end, even if you just do it for 30 days. Like, small steps, right? Like, I think I have a very different case. Like, I really was able to just quit it, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot led up to that moment, and so I know, like, that's not the norm, and just doing, like, a week at a time or 30 days or whatever it is, like, you'll find what's right for you, and in the end, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different, and... I mean, you tried to quit the mm-hmm. first time and didn't relapse, and yeah. you're look at you now. You know, people's mm-hmm. stories are all so different. People relapse multiple times, whatever. Love that. Aww. Well, thank you for coming on the pod and thank sharing you your me. story. Of course, welcome back anytime. Yeah. Um, I haven't told her this yet, oh. but I would love to have you back. I have some ideas. Okay. Um, so I feel like she'll say yes. I just I love her. This is me saying yes. Yeah. I do. <laughs> she doesn't even know what she's saying yes to. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll say yes to whatever mom says. Yes. I'm like, sure. <laughs> so y'all be, will be hearing her again. Maybe saying I'm, I'm, I want to do some more video format stuff. Anyways, be on the lookout for that. I have some really awesome ideas planned for the pod. So, so thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.